Welcome to the Next Generation Podcast. As you might know, we've done a ton of rebranding and pretty much given the podcast a huge facelift. This is the first episode of our relaunch. It's called Bouncing Back from 2020. In it, we discuss um, sort of a retrospective of the year and what made 2020 such a monumental year and then kind of continuing on how to make 2021 the best year ever after perhaps one of the worst years in human history. You are now listening to the Next Iteration Podcast with your hosts Fuad and Damien. If you like the episode, follow us on Spotify and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Our website was built by Face Solutions, logo designed by Charmeni, and music by Wonderly Music. We hope you enjoy the episode. All right, welcome back, kings and queens, to the Next Iteration Podcast. Again, super weird. Super weird <laughs> hearing that come out of my own mouth. Um, yeah, we were formerly known as Into the Adultverse, as many of you will remember. But yeah, man, what a year it has been. 2020 just, I don't know, it just seems like straight out of a movie. Like all the shit that just happened. And you know, I, like now that we're at the tail end of it, I think a lot of us might have forgotten some of the bigger news stories that uh, captured our attention early in the year. But yeah, I mean, like, let's uh, let's just like go over some highlights just to see like how much of a roller coaster this year has been. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, a ton of world events that happened this year. Uh, everything from the Australian wildfires, Kobe Bryant dying, RIP. Um, you know, obviously COVID nineteen and all the associated losses to the economy, job losses, and the stimulus. Uh, Black Lives Matter, which was so so huge this year and really really took off as a movement, although it wasn't founded this year. Um, Tesla becomes the world's most valuable automaker. Where to start? Do you want to start from the top of the year? Or even just like for you, what were the three biggest like kind of news events that shook three your world? Three biggest? Um, okay, I don't know about three biggest, but like three of the ones that really stood out to me, one was definitely um, the World War Three stuff. It just, it just had me so shook that we would ever come even close to another headline like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know like the whole thing, like history repeats itself, but... Mm-hmm. You would think that something as large as that wouldn't even be joked about at this point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was pretty crazy to see. Um, yeah. Kobe dying was huge too. Like, he's so young and still such an icon. Like, you just, he's the last person you would have thought, right? Like, yeah. I think he affected our entire generation, like, our entire an generation. insane amount. Because, like, we grew up watching, like, we, we didn't grow up watching MJ. Like, we grew up watching Kobe Bryant. Like, yeah. I was born in 98. Like, Kobe had already been. Or sorry, MJ was almost done at that point, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and uh, number three, probably just this is kind of like grouping everything together. But like all the natural disaster stuff, like yeah, like Australia was on fire. There were like the locusts in Africa, mm-hmm. um, and there was something else too. Um, was it like flooding or something like hurricanes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just, there were a couple hurricanes over the last yeah. couple months. Yeah but like just like you can see the impact that um global warming has really taken and mm-hmm. how i mean the craziest thing was that seeing the effects of the lockdown in different parts of the world and seeing how with people confined to their homes how pollution mm-hmm. in the areas were just like lifted like i don't know if you've seen i think it was in mumbai um in india mm-hmm. there was like an image of like pre and post um lockdown and the difference you can literally see you can see the blue sky in the post mm-hmm. um, lockdown pics, which is insane. Cause like yeah, every other picture you see, that see image. it's yeah. just smog and like, yeah, like everything's just obscuring the sky and just, it's crazy. 
we've um, almost like come to accept it as like a feature of some of these overcrowded cities like exactly. shanghai like that's just what shanghai looks like you know or like mumbai but it's insane yeah. that like they don't have to be like that you know covid's shown that like people the, obviously the people are still alive you know for the most part but uh <laughs> um, crazy. like crazy. they're they're they've transformed so much as cities it's pretty incredible yeah and we've just been killing the environment like we saw how like when we finally take our foot off the the gas i mean we saw like what, like fish returning to the canals in italy too for the first yeah. time in like decades in Venice. yeah yeah um but uh what are some of you uh, i guess what were your top three yeah uh it's hard to pick three there's so many that happen i think i mean obviously none of us picked the obvious one with covid we'll just kind of consider that a given because that's, that's yeah. you know affected everything um i think definitely blm was huge like black lives matter and you know sort of like the change in narrative that was pushed like through like you know not just social media but also like traditional media even the way that they covered the events the way that you know people like gain new education on some of these issues and like gain a new appreciation of how to speak on these issues um you know just seeing so many people come out and like throw the support in in, like for the black lives matter movement and things like that that maybe wouldn't have been comfortable doing previously um even the way it like encroached upon like professional spaces like you know before it was always kind of thought as like activism was outside of the professional sphere or definitely for me at least um and then just like kind of realizing that like you know if you care about an issue like that like it needs to be part of your entire life not just you know your personal life but also your professional life so that was pretty cool um went to a couple of protests and things like that and that was just like a, an amazing experience like in, in oakland and in berkeley mm-hmm. and yeah like just amazing to see like that kind of movement of people like i don't think i've ever seen that in my life like i've never there's never been an issue i guess that you know was so big in in you know kind of my conscious time I'm not counting like you know the stuff on wall street and like occupy wall street and all that um that has been that big and so for me to be able to experience that i think was pretty incredible um yeah, so absolutely i think that was a big one uh what else kind of just the stock market in general and how it's seemingly so removed from reality at this point like it just Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense like we had the shortest bear market in history um in the sense of like covid caused an extreme economy crash but then that ended within like two three months and covid's worse now than it ever was before so i'm not really sure why it's doing so much better um you know obviously hopes of the vaccine and things like that have have helped but like, you know, that, that's debatable on how much they've helped. Um, things like, yeah, like the U.S. job losses, like, you know, have been incredible. And even with the stimulus, like people are hurting more than they ever have. Like landlords are hurting, you know, rental prices have dropped and things like that. But it seems like the stock market isn't really reflecting that, especially with technology companies. Technology companies have been doing insanely well since Crazy. COVID started. So um, and that applies to hiring, too. Like, you know, all the tech firms have still been hiring, whereas like everyone else has been being laid off. So mm-hmm. just kind of shows that there is a real gap between you know like the haves and the have-nots like the people in technology and the people without technology and and sort of what that means for the future of their careers like people in the service industry deemed essential workers who like couldn't work um versus people like who could just grab their macbook and work from home like completely normally which you know i'm one of the people that falls into that category right and it was kind of just like a, a an eye-opener that not everyone is subject to the same conditions right um, and some people have to struggle a lot harder when something like this happens. So just like keeping in mind people at the margins that, you know, might be affected by this the most. That was a big one for sure. Yeah. Um, and it, this just kind of calls to mind as well. First of all, um, 100% on the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 
it is just crazy to see the extent like i don't know how the hell something like this has to be even debated as like an issue like this mm-hmm. is like i mean we're in 2021 all right we're in 2020 now i you would think that you know some of these human rights issues wouldn't even have to be debated like even abortion like how are these things like up for debate mm-hmm. like give these people the you know the rights that they deserve at this mm-hmm. point like i it's I don't know. It just boggles my mind how some people are just so adamant on, on like imposing their own view, their own views onto other people, and it's a lot of it is so archaic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the a couple of, I don't know. I think it was two years ago. The World mm-hmm. Health Organization listed uh, released a list on the biggest threats to uh, human health, and on the list were things like dengue and malaria, and um, one of the things that caught me off guard because it's like, how are you going to be listed up there with dengue and malaria was yeah. anti-vaxxers. And <laughs> this year oh, has man. shown me like anti-vaxxers are bad enough, but anti-maskers. Yeah. Why is that even like, come on, this is the bare minimum. Like literally people are asking you just to throw a mask on your face. Like, I think it's just like straight up. You just don't respect other people. Like, I don't think it has anything yeah. with your personal beliefs. Cause like, your personal beliefs don't matter. Like, if you don't believe in masks, that doesn't matter. Like, the mask is to protect other people. And mm-hmm. other people believe in masks. So, you know, it's on you. Like, it's not on... Like, it's not a reflection of your personal beliefs in the vaccine or the COVID or anything like that, which, you know, baffles me, but... Yeah, exa- I mean, like, if you want to... If you want to, uh, like, in- enforce or, like, promote your own personal beliefs to other people, you can just write it on your mask, you know, like fuck masks or something like that. Like, I don't care <laughs> at that point. Like, I don't care if you're an anti-masker as long as you're still wearing that mask. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but just how thick-headed people like this can be, and yeah. you know, like this. Uh, this is a call. Like, if you're an anti-masker, listen to the podcast. This mm-hmm. goes against our ethos. If you're behaving like this, like, just go do your homework, um, and read up. Cause yeah, come Absolutely. on, you're. You need to get better company if if yeah. that's if that's what you're learning. Couldn't agree um, more. Yeah, and but then, oh, sorry, sorry go, ahead. go ahead. I was gonna say I think the last like news story that we didn't mention was the 2020 elections, which were pretty big this year. Um, just like yes. what that says about you know the state of the United States of America and 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 sort of politics <laughs> at that point, how partisan politics have become, and how mm-hmm. you know people don't reach across the aisle and talk to each other, and how you know, that kind of all came to a head with this election where, you know, so to speak, everything was on the line, like our democratic mm-hmm. values and how it's still being debated. Like, you know, like people are still saying that, oh, like the votes need to be counted again. Oh, like, you know, there were too many mail-in ballots, like things like that. And how it's just speaks to like the level of democracy that we think we have versus what we actually have. Yeah. And um, like, how the hell is, first of all, the president of the most powerful country in the world? Mm-hmm gonna be uh first impeached and then acquitted of the impeachment like how and it's just considering all the evidence that was there like everybody just knew all the shit that was going on this guy is just it felt like everything was just one giant reality tv show it did and you know like it's uh, and me like i'm not even extremely well versed or even like deeply immersed in the world of politics but Mm -hmm. watching like the presidential debate that just that had me so shook like you would never Insane. think something yeah. like that would end up it was childish it was two children was on stage satirical. like fighting yeah yeah like it, yeah. it was something straight out of snl like i wouldn't like i don't know that just had me so much i was expecting you know well thought out um talking points and 
you know, good rebuttals, but not people just yelling over each other, calling each other names. Like, yeah. it was a giant meme. Uh, the New York Times released like a uh, like quiz for news articles from 2020, and they had this one question that was like, "Which of these was not said in the 2020 presidential debates?" And, <laughs> and it was the hardest question I've ever done. <laughs> it was like, "Oh, you're such a child," like things like that, like just in the fucking questions. And yeah, like I I, I did ask that question wrong because it's just insane that you know we've come to normalize this like politics used to be about being well spoken you know and yeah. then there's this there's this concept of a gaffe in politics it's it's spelled g-a-f-f-e where essentially it's like a small thing that you say that's like on the surface like totally fine but something that somebody can like interpret wrongly so if you say like oh like from that moment on i was proud of my country or because like it implies that you weren't proud of the united states and you're not patriotic before that point right so something even as small as that right and this used to be a thing in politics because, you know, people could spice your words, like they would dissect everything you say. But yeah. now we've just come to the point where everything that's said is a gap. So, like, it doesn't matter anymore, you know? All that matters is can you reinforce certain rhetorics that, like, you know, like, enforce the populist forces that like, keep you in power and, like, things like that. Like, it's just insane, like, how, how little we care about those things anymore. Yeah, and, um, I mean, a name we've been seeing a lot recently is Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. Mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell. The turtle. Um, what a, what a horrible human being, like just straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I saw this tweet and I was, it just, I think that's how a lot of people feel. But like the guy said, this isn't a death threat, but I hope that Mitch McConnell dies. Oh and man. Just like <laughs> damn, like that's just, I mean, how are you gonna keep? First of all, like the. The, the the like the amount of money that the states has gathered together seemingly out of nowhere to help stimulate mm-hmm. the economy and seeing how little of it is going back to the people it's just ridiculous it's like ridiculous. six what the hell are people gonna do with six hundred dollars like we're that doesn't even make rent mm-hmm. for a lot of people mm-hmm. which is ridiculous and like i don't understand how one person can so confidently and vocally oppose such a thing you know, it's like you're asking for the the ire of the people. You want I think what's even crazier is that like, they like they were talking about increasing it to two thousand, and so many politicians are like, oh, like Yo, if we it. increase it to two thousand, well, yeah, so many were people in support of it, but so many people even said like, oh, if we increase it to two thousand, what's going to oh, happen I is that people are still going to start saving it, like they're just they're not going to spend it. It's not going to be oh, like saw, going yeah. to the economy. And I'm like, yeah. bro, do you know anyone who's like a real human being who isn't like rich, like? I don't know, bro. I have plenty of shit to spend two thousand dollars on. Like, I got rent due next month. Exactly. Like, I got to pay off my student loans. Like, I'm gonna be spending that two thousand dollars. Don't worry. Like, I'm not saving that for a vacation later on. It just it goes to show you how disconnected the people in charge of their country are from these exactly. people. Mm-hmm. And that gap, like, wide or that gap widening is just such a. I almost said, uh, WAP guidening. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that was part of twenty twenty two. That song uh, really hit it off. But um, that gap widening has been, you know, really, really telling of like, what, what do the people feel like? And, and how can we create a system that really like speaks for those people? Because the electoral college system obviously is not working. Right. Um, yeah. And things like that. I've just been like so exposed with this new election, like even Joe Biden, like, you know, the whole settle for Biden movement. Like, I don't think a lot of people wanted him in the first place, but it was sort of like just like a knee jerk reaction to getting Trump out of office. Like that is like just so insane to me. Like how are we going to have a country run by somebody who is like just the lesser of two evils like 
people shouldn't be forced to make that kind of choice in a, in a country like the United States of America. You know, people Absolutely. should be choosing someone they believe in, and that isn't what this election was really. Yeah, and you know, this year, even for both of us, um, we've—I mean, a lot of shit has gone down just in our own personal lives as well. But yes, sir. What, um, what were some of these standout things? What are some of your, your highlights for uh, personal highlights? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, this year's been incredible for me, like in terms of just like self growth and you know different things I've experienced. Like, yeah, I think this time last year I was preparing for my first move away from the country. Uh, I was moving to uh, Palo Alto, California, for my Tesla internship, and I was super super excited, you know, saying my goodbyes to people. And I just realized that like most of the people I said goodbye to, I actually haven't seen in person since then because. Like, while I was in California, COVID started, and I came back, and I wasn't able to see them in person. So, mm-hmm. pretty crazy. But, uh, yeah, like, you know, got my Tesla internship, you know, did that in Palo Alto. It was just an amazing experience. Met so many different people. Um, finished that internship and, you know, came back to Canada. Started quarantining with my sisters and, and my family. And, like, that was a huge challenge itself, you know, just being back. Like, coming from so much freedom to, you know, pretty much not being able to do anything. Yeah. Um, starting my internship at Twitter. Um, and you know, kind of just moving out back to California, especially during COVID, that was like a pretty challenging thing as well. Like, you know, being in a new place where I can't really meet new people because of COVID, but also just trying to, you know, have some semblance of a social life. Um, uh, I joined uh, my first startup, an early stage company, helped, you know, kind of get face solutions going and, and we've been going strong with that. So that was incredible. And, uh, you know, some some cool collaborations coming <laughs> with uh, the Next Iteration podcast and Face Solutions. Looking forward to that. A little foreshadowing. Um, yeah, and then coming back to school after 20 months. 20 months. 16 months. Tough. But 20 months of exams. Like, I hadn't done an exam in 20 months, I realized, until, like, this December. So that was a, that was a weird, weird thing to do. Like, going back to concentrating for, like, three hours straight and on some, like, arcane math that was, like, invented in the 50s. Um, so that was, that was very interesting. Um, but I think, yeah, I guess some of my big takeaways are... I think number one, just like an underlying like self confidence and self belief. Like I, I overcame a lot of imposter syndrome this year in the sense of, you mm-hmm. know, getting these big internships and, and professionally. Um and so that was really, really valuable for me, I think. Um, in just kind of building my self reliance and self confidence. Um, you know, just having the idea that you can take on anything. Um definitely I think I grew a lot in, in my relationship with myself and just like kind of my understanding of myself because kind of Kind of like moving to a new place forces you to do that. When I moved to Palo Alto, I had pretty much zero friends that were, you know, in the area. Um, I had a friend mm-hmm. in San Francisco, but like it, it was like an hour and a half train ride to see them. And I, I only ended up seeing them like once or twice over the course of the internship. So, um, yeah, just like being somewhere completely new, adjusting to a new space. Like I got a new phone plan. I got new credit cards, <laughs> debit cards. Like, you know, like you have a, like a different SSN, like everything. Um, and so that was like you just learn so much about like first off living on my own like i wasn't alone alone obviously i had housemates but um you know like there were definitely times where like i had nothing to do but just go back to my room and i've I've haven't had the experience for so long because of being at home or you know being at school with housemates so i learned a lot about myself there um and then i guess yeah just my relationship with health and fitness and things like that has been a very bumpy turn uh but a very educational turn just because covid with like you know gyms being closed and um, you know, having to like work out from home and things like that has really, really impacted my relationship with fitness as well. So mm-hmm. I guess those are some of the highlights. And then obviously, you know, this podcast been 
loving doing it with Damien. You know, the podcast really took off over the last year. Um, you know, we, we started being a lot more consistent with dropping episodes. You know, we started being a lot more consistent with kind of where we wanted to go. And that resulted in kind of the rebranding of Facebook that we've given it. Um, but yeah, the podcast has been great. Met a ton of cool people, things like that. Absolutely. Yeah, I talked for a long time. My bad. But <laughs> yeah, no, no. it's, I mean, like you said, it's been like a roller coaster every year. But it's just insane to think that that all happened within the scope of literally just one year, like within mm-hmm. the scope of 12 months. And yeah, like I feel like for a lot of people, this year has given us a lot of room for self reflection considering most of us have uh, spent a ton of time at home and mm-hmm. for some that's hard honestly like if you haven't done it before mm-hmm. it's an incredibly difficult thing to sit down and have a serious conversation with yourself sometimes mm-hmm. especially if you're like the more extroverted type of person like you know mm-hmm. usually you can get that through conversations with other people but you know just being forced to sit down in your own head for just a little while and you know a lot of people find ways to distract themselves but I think in a lot of ways, you're able to be a lot more clear in what you want out of life. So mm-hmm. that's a great mindset to go into 2021 with. And mm-hmm. uh, I guess we'll be releasing this at the turn of the year. But like, if you haven't done so just yet, like reflect now. Like just take a take the time. Like even just after this. Yeah, go pa- um, no, go pause this right now. Stop listening to us and. Uh, but, all right, just do it right now. <laughs> just take yeah, take ten minutes or 10, 15 minutes, and just like don't don't even think too hard about it just pull out i don't know like a piece of paper or something and just jot down everything that comes down from your head and uh yeah hopefully maybe 2021 will be the year you uh start building a habit out of that because mm-hmm. that's the best way for growth and you know that's what we're always striving for just trying to get a little bit better every day mm-hmm. the best way to do that is to keep tabs on everything that you're doing you know mm-hmm. audit your time audit your friends out of your family maybe tell me to chill out a bit my grandma's <laughs> been stuffing me with food since i've been home this whole time like, oh man it's hard sometimes yeah that, that, if that's your biggest problem that yeah. <laughs> i got news for you <laughs> it only 100%. gets harder for me <laughs> but again like even yeah like having moments like this makes me realize how much i have to be grateful for as well mm. yeah so mm. without further ado let's jump into how the hell do we bounce back after a year? Wait, wait, wait. Before we get to that, we, we can cut this part out. But before we get to that, I want to ask, you know, on the note of self-reflection, what are some of the biggest standout moments for you this year? Uh, most, oh, for, in terms of self, well, this year was when I, this, is, this past year I took a gap year, right? After graduating from my undergrad. And I am so glad that I did because taking that time off, from just life not even just from school or just from work just from life like i went i traveled a bit um luckily mm-hmm. like right before covid hit um and then even after that just taking the time to explore new things you know just venturing into new domains i started like building more things you know like in the literal sense like i got, I got a bunch of engineering friends together and uh, we just started building some cool projects we had like a hydroponics thing mm-hmm. um and uh yeah just it it was just really cool to finally tap into and explore just everything that life really has to offer and you know first of all travel is huge for showing you that like we get so caught up in our own little bubbles here that we don't realize that there's an entire world outside of you know our community and people live in so many different and beautiful varied ways that you the best cure for a small mind is to be 
in those different communities, in those different cultures as much as possible. Absolutely. Um, first of all, that's like the best cure for discrimination and for hatred or racism. Like, do you realize our world is so small and we are so alike in way more ways than we realize? Um, so that was a huge lesson for me to take away. Um, not that I was like a hateful person before. I was just like <laughs> moody, you know, just... It, uh, but that forced me to grow up a lot. Also, like, yeah, like you said, the podcast, um, I applied for and got into my master's program, met a ton of really cool people through that and just inspired me to, you know, tr- really try and break into health and try and improve the lives of the people through that. Um, it's hard to follow your answer because you did like a bunch of crazy shit. And like I was more <laughs> so just, you know, like traveling and stuff like that. But that's amazing um, though you know it's not a competition whatever your personal journey is yeah yeah, yeah. I, that's that's honestly one of the biggest lessons that i learned this year too is that you know i'm not early for anything i'm not late for anything i'm right on time mm-hmm. for whatever happens and that's been giving me a lot of peace of mind and a lot of comfort just realizing mm-hmm. that because again like it's so easy to compare yourself to other people especially Mm -hmm. people close to you who are just doing the same things you want to be doing but they seem to be further ahead Mm -hmm. it's all you know in due time the there's a certain amount of growth that is necessary for you to jump into anything and if you don't put in that apprenticeship before jumping into those things sometimes it just ends in disaster right so Mm -hmm. remember like one door closed just leaves leaves way for another door to open up and leaves way for another opportunity to open up so believe as you know i've said this before but as steve Jobs said you know, believe in fate, in karma, in God, like whatever it takes and just keep moving forward because you won't be able to connect the dots looking forward, but you can looking back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just keep pressing forward. Definitely. That's some great advice. Cool. Yeah. So um, yeah, just kind of on that note, actually, it reminds me of one of the biggest like takeaways I have from this year is, you know, with being at home and, you know, I'm one of those extroverts that you mentioned previously in the sense of I really like to be surrounded with people. And so being at home has been really difficult. Um, I think that one thing that I've taken away from this year is that learning how to slow down and kind of just accept free time is, is really, really important. Like breaking out of that hustle mindset and just saying like, hey, you know, I'm not doing the best in this right now. And that's totally fine. Like, I don't even want to do the best in this right now. I'm okay mm-hmm. with a certain level of mediocrity here or there. And I'm okay with, you know, taking time for things that are a little bit more important or, you know, taking care of myself and like stop stopping the endless, like, you know, kind of nature that, you know, capitalism forced upon us of like being productive all the time, constantly yeah. being productive and like yeah. realizing that like, you know, sometimes time is valuable without being productive. You don't have to put a dollar value on all your time. If you're doing something that, you know, isn't helping you in the future, that's totally fine sometimes, you know, because at the end of the day, you got to live in the present too. So mm-hmm. I think that's been a, it's been a big takeaway for me too. But, you know, moving on, what are your what are your tips for bouncing back after 2020, one of the probably worst years in, in recent human history uh, with yeah. the pandemic and things like that? So I think probably at the top of that list, which I mean, like usually at the top of the it's usually at the top of any of these lists. But I think the lesson is has become a lot more pronounced after people have, have been forced to spend a shit ton of time at home, mm-hmm. but set goals set goals for yourself and block out time and you know strategize in order to achieve those because first of all for students you know our course schedule is what um keeps us on track for mm-hmm. for people within the professional realm work work is what keeps you on track but 
you know, when you don't have any of that holding you accountable and all you have is real free time, then if you don't set goals for yourself, you're not going to be doing anything. You're going to mm-hmm. be doing, you're going to be taking the path of least resistance, which is going to be either, um, for most people, I'm just painting with broad strokes, it's going to be either watching like Netflix or just streaming shows or gaming. So if you want to make the most of this year, sit down and again, it comes with that reflection, be clear about what you want to get out of it and what you want to mm-hmm. achieve from it. Um, and yeah, of course, uh, we, we set we, we had an episode on goal setting as well. So Yeah, we did. Yeah, so check we'll that out in for the description, sure. Um, yeah. In case you're wondering how you can do that effectively. But that's that's tip number one. Yeah, and I think, you know, that, that discussion point is actually worth a little bit more detail because, you know, what are good goals? Like setting, like I think something that you love talking about is like system-based goals versus, you know, like specific goals and things like that. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so we can do a quick overview on it because the other episode also takes a little deep bit of a deeper dive into it but for whatever it is that you want to achieve you can kind of abstract it out because you know usually it isn't actually the one specific outcome you want like it's not that necessarily you want to build a table you more so want to be able to build up the skills and the knowledge in order to be able to you know repeat that or abstract it out and be able to leverage that in order to build up other spe- other similar things right Mm-hmm. The skills you la- learn from building the table the first time can help you build, I don't know, like a cabinet the next time, a nightstand for your mom, I don't know, maybe like a nice little, uh, cute little, one of those like Valentine cube things for your girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, if you focus, so the whole idea with systems-based versus outcome-based goals is that with system-based goals, you focus on recursively improving the process of getting to that goal. And in doing so, you open up the doors to, you know, X amount of new outcomes. And in addition to whatever that initial goal was. And the beautiful thing is that some of those other outcomes may be even better objectively than the initial goal you had for yourself. So in some ways, by focusing on a specific outcome, you're actually limiting yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. there's the general idea between that. Yeah, yeah, great overview. And yeah, definitely we have more details on goal setting if you want to take a look at the episode that we linked in the description. Uh, but moving on to the next one, I think something that, um, you know, is really important for kind of taking on 2021 is, you know, COVID probably won't be going anywhere. Um, you know, the vaccines are out, but it's going to take a while for them to, you know, kind of um, achieve herd immunity and get to the point where things are back to normal, so to speak. Although, you know, it's debatable whether things will ever get back to normal. Um, and so I think a big tip is cultivating mental resilience. And we did an episode on this in the podcast as well, but really just creating a mindset of mental resilience and, re- you know, doing your due diligence in terms of researching it and uh, realizing how it kind of plays a role in your everyday life is really, really important. And I think Absolutely. that it'll help you kind of, you know, go through whatever 21, 2021 brings with a, a new kind of adaptability in mind and, and viewing these things differently. Because I, I know that I'm not the only one who thought, you know, when work from home started that, hey, work from home is trash, you know, I'm just going to be unproductive as hell. So I might as well just like, you know, be a little bit less unproductive for a couple of weeks and just like wait things out. And I'm sure we'll be back in the office after like two to three weeks of lockdown. And look where we are seven months, eight months <laughs> later, you know, that did not work out for me whatsoever. Um, and so I think it's important to just, you know, cultivate that mental resilience so that you're not waiting for the next thing to kind of break you free. Instead, you kind of take things into your own hands. 
Um, and there's a lot of tips for, you know, kind of building mental resilience that we can talk about. And we have talked about on the podcast before. So feel free to check that out as well. Uh, but just something to keep on your radar. It's more important to be, you know, inspired and disciplined versus motivated because motivation, you know, only lasts, um, you know, a few, a few seconds or a few minutes. But discipline and creating that schedule yeah. are much, much more reliable in the long run. So focusing on that. Yeah. And like uh, kind of on a similar note how you do anything is how you do everything um and especially in moments like this where you're giving yourself a little more slack in one area it kind of bleeds into everything else as well and that's the easiest way to build up a habit is to you know is to or at least in this domain is to kind of apply it to everything in life um a great easy way kind of low bar to start with is if there's something that you need to do and it's going to take less than five minutes to do it just mm-hmm. do it like don't even think about it just do it because like a lot of times and not even for these small tasks but for like everything we inherently don't want to do it so we start bargaining with ourselves and we start Mm. we start basically talking ourselves out of it and as soon as you start getting into a debate in your own head about whether or not you want to do it you've already lost Mm. so don't put yourself in that position and just do it um but yeah kind of like on it's similar to the mental uh, resilience note as well is figure out how to effectively decompress and mm-hmm. like effective is a key word there because a lot of us just pull out our phones and hop on social media as a way to kind of mm-hmm. like just wind down but that's not real decompressing that's not real relaxation right you're basically just distracting yourself from whatever it is that you have to do or you should be doing mm-hmm. and that's not an effective way to wind down because then like at the end of it you have exhausted some of your attention on that task and uh now you have to basically go ahead and do more work and it's mm-hmm. and the other thing is that social media is a giant trap i mean like people they're some of the smartest minds in our world right now are focused on making you stay on that app as long as possible mm-hmm. so i don't know about you but i don't think i'm smart enough to be uh to battle battle these guys like that <laughs> so the easiest way is just for me to stay away from it Pick and choose which the battles, right? yeah. exactly yeah. yeah no i think that's a really good point and like um you know there's so many ways in which like winding down benefits you in the long run but i think especially now being at home like you know it it's it's that weird position of always being on and always being off and i've seen so many memes about it but like it's so real with with work from home because you're you're blurring that line between work and and play right and your leisure time and your working time and so because that becomes increasingly hard when you're working from home it's increasingly important to set those boundaries and make sure that they don't encroach on one another and so if you have the opportunity to maybe set that hard cutoff time of 6 p.m like if you don't do your work by 6 p.m you, you you turn off your laptop you turn off your phone and you go do something else no matter what happens and that'll kind of force you to you know be a little bit more productive in the meantime as well where you know i can't be the only one that's checking my phone a lot more often now that you know no one's looking over my shoulder and there's no manager like looking at my monitor right so mm-hmm. just something to keep in mind as well and then i think you know, going along with that idea of of decompressing is the idea of gratitude. And I think that's a tool, like stopping to smell the roses, so to speak, that will mm. really, really influence kind of how you take your 2021. And if there's one thing you take from this podcast, it's that, you know, gratitude is so, so researched and so fundamental in creating a happier version of yourself. And if you want to have a better year, you got to be happier fundamentally, right? So um, I think, it's it's worth noting that like there's so many things to be grat- like grateful about even in 
COVID-19. Um, you know, you're spending more time at home with your family where maybe you hadn't seen your mom in, in years or, or months, right? You get to spend a little bit more time on some of your passion projects rather than at work. You get to save time on the annoying commute. Like who misses commuting? Like I don't think anyone misses commuting, right? So <laughs> there, there's lots of things to be grateful about, um, you know, kind of in this post-pandemic world. And so it's important to, you know, take stock of what you're grateful for. Yeah, especially when it feels like it's just only negatives plaguing us right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you need a bit of attention on those positives in order to give you a bit of the fuel to keep you mm-hmm. going. For sure. And it doesn't need to be artificial at all, right? Like there's not like a, oh, if I was actually grateful about this, it w- I would have like thought, no, like you can be intentional about these things, you know, you, you get mm-hmm. out what you put in. So, you know, putting a little bit more effort to uncover these moments that you can be grateful for is, is really, really important. Yeah. And I, I think just like encapsulating a lot of the things, uh, one of the bigger lessons that I've learned and the man the thing is that it's it's hard to confront this because nobody really wants to hear this because we're all looking for like an, an easy win right but there is no workaround for actually putting in the work like if you want to be successful in anything you have to put in the work and mm-hmm. you know a, a lot of us are looking are waiting for like a miracle app or like a miracle like course online that'll like show us the life hacks that'll be the show us a shortcut to getting rich to getting mm-hmm. happy and you know the thing is that as with everything in life you have to put in the investment of your time and your energy you have there there's a risk associated with everything but some things just have better payoffs than others you know like i would rather risk wasting my time or not wasting i would rather risk spending my time um on you know, like putting, like learning a new skill, for example, or mm-hmm. like investing time into my relationships, then spending it on like gaming or watching a show or something like that, right? And like, that's not to say that I do that all the time because obviously I'm human too. I lack mm-hmm. willpower. Mm-hmm. I, I, I end up, you know, collapsing under my own weight and like watching those shows <laughs> after all. But yeah, it's just, it's honestly like, like take me and you for example right you were i'm so grateful for the relationship that we have and like we've grown really Jeez. close over like the i don't know you don't have Thank to blush you. okay i'm blushing, <laughs> I'm, blushing I'm blushing pretty hard <laughs> but yeah like if I, I don't even know what the hell i would be doing with my time right now if i hadn't put in the time to build this relationship with you because like if we wouldn't be podcasting right now i would probably be i don't know like watching a movie or something like probably mm-hmm. just wasting my time away um so yeah like it's crazy how these things can have so many downstream effects on your life and again taking one of the we had a positive psychology episode too Mm -hmm. and i think we discussed it on there on there but like the biggest marker for how happy you are later in life which should hopefully um incite this this inspiration you to kind of put in the investment now but the biggest marker for how happy you were later in life is not how many friends you have but the quality of the relationships. Mm-hmm. So as you said before, even if you only have two or three ride or dies for you at the end of your life, it's better than having 50 fair weather friends there. So invest in your relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that it's so funny that you said that because my last tip was surrounding yourself with good people because, you know, in a post-pandemic world, it's so easy to feel disconnected from people and so yeah. easy for you to feel like you don't really have the same meaningful connections. But, you know, in reality, there's a lot of ways in which some connections have become more meaningful for me during the pandemic. 
first off, we've been recording way more often because we don't have to bust our ass down to the recording studio on McMaster. <laughs> and we realized that, you know, remote recording just works better. Um, and yeah. so we're probably going to be doing this indefinitely, right? And mm-hmm. even through that, our relationship has deepened a lot, right? So I think it's really, really important to, you know, like make the most of a bad situation, but also realize that there's opportunity that, you know, wasn't there before. Like with with online scheduling and meeting, you could meet like four people in two hours with a 30 minute chat each and you don't have to be busing yeah. anywhere, right? Um, and I think more people than ever are open to kind of setting up those virtual meetings because, you know, because of the pandemic and, and they're opening up a little bit more of their schedule to meeting people. And so this yeah. year I've met so many people from across the world, like virtually that I haven't seen in years or maybe never seen at all. Like, you know, what Cyrus, Lynn, like so many different people, Justin, that we've interviewed on the podcast and, you know, have kind of done their own thing as well. Like I wouldn't, wouldn't have met any of them without the podcast and without, you know, being a little bit more active in, um, setting up those virtual meetings and, and trying to connect with good people. And once you find them, don't let them go because those are people you want in your life. Oh, yeah. Like, honestly, it's it's so crazy because like, I didn't even intend to take it there just yet. It just kind of like happened as I was just rattling off. But yeah, that was my last point, too, which is crazy. But we were just my last point was the exact same thing. Just make time for your friends and family, because I think it's become so evident for us how much we miss spending time with the homies. Um, during the course of this lockdown, right? Like, I haven't seen some of my friends in, like, literally months, um, which is super sad. Um, but, yeah, just finding ways to to try and circumvent that. Because, you know, as we grow older, as sad as it is, you know, we're not really going to be able to spend as much time with, you know, our friends and, we've, as our fa- and our family as much as we want to. But, you know, take the time to just give them a call, shoot them a message, check up on them, because, you know, they're going to appreciate you appreciate you for it i can guarantee you that i don't think i've ever once in my life just been upset that somebody reached out to me to just you know check up on me like i've only ever felt gratitude for that Mm -hmm. so that's also another way to kind of tend to your relationships and foster those connections yeah absolutely i think those are some really great tips and you know hopefully you guys have taken something out of this podcast and like we mentioned before you know, take this moment to reflect on what 2020 was like for me. It might have been the worst year, you know, ever for some people. And, you know, for for things like the pandemic and, and uh, BLM and things like that. But at the same time, take stock of your surroundings and realize how much you've probably grown throughout this year. You know, in, in terms of relationship with yourself, your relationship with your family, your relationship with your good friends. And, and think about how you can use those things to, you know, bounce back and make 2021 the best year ever. So, yeah, thanks for listening. And hopefully you've enjoyed kind of our reflection as well. And we hope to, you know, do you guys good with this year and, you know, put out some really good content and, um, you know, hopefully inspire even more people this year. So here's to the next iteration. Cheers to that. Looking forward to making you guys proud and looking forward to seeing some of your success stories. Yeah. And connect with us if you haven't done yet. Um, We'll link our socials in um, the description. So make sure to this up all right take care if you like the episode follow us on spotify and give us a review on apple Podcasts. our website was built by face solutions logo designed by charmeni and music by wonderly music thank you for listening